0: Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey.
1: So, same day turnovers when the guest checks out and checks in the same day, is it good? Is it bad? What's going on with that? Tim, what do you think?
2: Well, I think it really depends on the owner and what their objectives are. I think, John, what we can do is share the pros and cons of back to backs, and then the owners need to make the decision that's best for them and their property. But obviously, the uh, the best advantage of a back to back is revenue. If you do back to backs, it reduces the number of days your house is vacant, and that's going to potentially increase your revenue. So that, to me, is the upside. But John, I think you and I have experienced some of the downsides of back to backs. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think there's more cons than there are pros to doing same-day arrival departures uh, because you're not leaving enough time to actually prepare the unit to as as close to perfection as you can get it. Because if they check out at 10 or 11 and they check in at three or four, think about the past podcast. We talked about how long laundry takes to do properly, how long good cleaning takes. You're not leaving your cleaning crew a lot of time to actually make it happen. And that's the biggest downside. Um, and I know maintenance—you can't really get things fixed in such a short time span, right, Tim? You've had the experiences with that, like doing a same-day turn, and uh, the last guest may have done some property damage. It doesn't give a lot of time to actually fix everything. No, that's ex-
2: that's exactly right. And you know, for our listeners, if you if you think about what a back-to-back really means, if a guest is supposed to check out at ten o'clock and the new guest checks in at four o'clock. Well, my experience has been very few guests actually check out at 10 o'clock. So let's say they really check out closer to 1030. You've now taken your window of time to turn around the home to five and a half hours. It just doesn't leave any room for air. So what are the unknowns? Well, you don't know what the condition of the home is going to be when the guest checks out. You don't know how much cleaning there's going to be. You don't know if there's damage to John's point. Uh, Those are the unknowns that have to be dealt with. You also don't know if there's going to be just simply some human error. What if the cleaning team has a flat tire and they're late getting to the home? So you're counting on everything, everything going perfectly to be ready for that next guest to check in. And if anything goes wrong, then when that guest checks in, they're going to have a less than perfect uh, first experience in the home. And John, we recorded a podcast recently on reviews. That's one of the easiest ways to get a bad review is their first impression to be a
1: bad one. Tim, you're spot on that there's so many variables when you do an arrival departure. I'll tell you a story. Uh, we have a Disney host around the Walt Disney area, Samantha, and she, she had a booking um, and the guests wouldn't check out in time. So she had the ring camera, she looked, they just wouldn't check out. So what was supposed to be a 10 a.m. checkout became uh, a 12.30 p.m. checkout, and she had a guest coming at four. So when the cleaning crew got in, it, the house reeked of smoke. They had a pet in there. There were dirty diapers in the pool area. It, it was a mess, but it, you couldn't get that odor out. And the kitchen smelled like pancakes too, right? So the, there was such a weird odor in the house that the guests coming at four, there's no way, no way they weren't going to smell some of that. So what happened was the guests, instead of coming at four, they tried to get in early at two o'clock PM. So the cleaners hadn't even been there for like an hour and 30 minutes. And the new guests was already circling around the community and trying to get into the property, going to the door, knocking on the door, asking if they could get in early. So when you're taking a guest the same day, you have no idea what the guests had checked out, what condition they left the house in. And you don't know if your new guest is going to try to get in early. So you're not leaving a lot of time to actually do a great first impression. And the guests that checked into her home that they checked right out, they didn't even stay because of the odor. So she put herself at risk of losing that booking and having her calendar being blocked out for the period of time that the guest canceled on. So there's a lot of variables that that can go into it. And you just don't want to put yourself in that position. Um, It's just not worth it personally but it's just my experience
2: yeah john you're i think you're right and you know i've stopped doing back-to-backs you know i did one or two and uh, i quickly moved away from back-to-backs because there just wasn't any room for error and things in this industry just always go wrong just the nature of of what we do things go wrong and we have to deal with those things and you bring up a great one if someone did smoke in your house Uh, spraying fragrance in the air does not fix the problem. As a matter of fact, in many cases, it makes it worse. So to properly condition the air and to remove that odor from the environment, it takes at least 24 hours. So these are all things you've got to think through. Um, I know there's always the temptation to optimize your rental revenue by doing back-to-backs. I think John started this off with my opinion as well. There's many more downsides than upsides to doing back-to-backs. And it really does put your cleaning team in a very tough position and almost sets them up to fail. And none of us want
1: to do that, John. Right, Tim. And more revenue, it's certainly enticing and everyone wants to maximize their income. But just playing devil's advocate here, uh, the same situation that happened to the host, Samantha. She could have had several other things go wrong. Like the dryer that the cleaner would be relying on could have been busted. Could have broke mid-turn and left them in a bind, not able to finish on time, right? Uh, also, some, like the AC could be leaking and broken. You're not leaving enough time for the AC tech to come out to fix it. The, the new guests will come into a hot house. So it's so many things. Any appliance could break. There could be a cable issue. What if your cleaner just doesn't show up or they got into some sort of traffic? Like, There's so many things that could go wrong. Why would you want to put that stress of having a guest come the same day as a checkout? Because you are truly, as much as we want to be in control, we can't control everything. You can't control everything that can possibly go wrong. So the best thing to do is prevent, and that's leaving a little bit of gap time between when someone checks out and someone checks in. In terms of gap time, Tim, like, what kind of gap are you leaving um, between checkout and check-in?
2: Well, you know, I've changed my approach on this many times. I I did a couple of um, back-to-backs in the beginning quite a while ago, and I stopped doing that immediately. And then I went to one day between, and now I'm at two days between, and I'll tell you why. As you know, John, we've got a larger vacation rental. And the larger the home is, in my opinion, the more things that can go wrong And I always take a guest-centric approach. So the way I set things up is in anticipation of the guest checking in. I want them to have an experience that looks just like the pictures on the listing. So I now leave two days between the check out and the check in. And I have found that that gives me plenty of time to recover from things. I've had to recover from things and that 2 day window has given me the uh, the time to do so and and as you know John I build my financial model with a more premium rate and less dependency on high occupancy and all this works out and the the uh, 2 days between gives me the time to get the home ready for that first impression from the guest and hopefully a 5 star review and a great experience with that guest
1: tim that's a really safe and practical strategy i really like it so if if you know, listeners have a similar property to yours, you know, that's a really good strategy to kind of follow and mimic if their property has, you know, some sort of differentiating factor that can allow it to price premium. Now I, I do want to just touch on it's not always bad to do same day arrivals. Some units work really well with same day arrivals, namely condos. Like if if it's just a one or two bedroom condo and there's extra linen stocked away. I mean, there's not much that can go wrong because the cleaning can happen so quickly. Yes, you can still have a guest that checks out smoke. Yes, you can still have those same issues I mentioned before. But since the turnaround time's much less for a smaller unit, if you're going to take an aggressive approach and do a lot of same-day bookings, that's best done in smaller units. I wouldn't do that in a large house like Tim's. Like A same-day turn and anything above of a, a, a three-bed is a little bit aggressive. Although everyone in the industry is doing it, it doesn't mean it's, it's the optimal thing for guest satisfaction.
2: At I think t- that's t- right. Mm-hmm. I think that's right, John. And I think you said it well. If you've got a two or three bedroom, if you just uh, kind of step back and think about it, the time it takes to make up beds and to prepare a bedroom and a bathroom, if there are issues, if there are problems... You can recover from those problems and still get a two or three bedroom property ready for a back-to-back. So I think that's a that's good guidance to offer our listeners. But anything more than that, um, that three bedroom really puts a lot of demands on a lot of people and could be potentially more
1: problematic than beneficial. Right. And this is just Tim and I's experiences. So you may have a totally different experience from ours, and you might be finding great success in doing what you're doing, and that's okay. We're just sharing our experiences of what we've seen. Uh, Our market is the Disney Orlando market, and we're just speaking for for that market and experiences that we've seen there. Um, So we hope you find some truth in it, um, because the pros are the pros and the cons are the cons. But if you're finding success in what you're doing, that's great and keep doing it. Um, But I hope you take some of what we spoke about today, at least the risk mitigation part of it into account when you're planning your operations, because a lot of these tips, if you put into practice, it's really going to make a world of difference. Um, Tim, do you have anything to add?
2: No, I think you said it well. I think you know this is the opinion uh, based on our experiences. Every owner is going to have their own experience, um, and you know we're here to offer our owners, our listeners, the support of experience and uh, tried and true practices. Um, But it doesn't mean it's the only approach. So, John, I think you offered good guidance, and I think we've provided our listeners today with some good ways to think about the pros and cons of back-to-back so they can make the best decision for their vacation rental. Absolutely. So, that's it for today.
0: Everyone take care. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com/groups/vacationhomehelp. As a member, you'll have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.